everybody, and welcome to this week of Sippin' Tea. My name is Andy. My name's Mita. And I was not prepared for you to start recording at that moment. I <laughs> gotcha. Um, <laughs> so, welcome to officially spooky season. Um, spooky season! Yeah, it's fall, it's beautiful, the fires are a disaster. Um, <laughs> but this week, we're going to talk about something kind of fun and close to home very fun and not as close to home as i would like it's about five six hours away <laughs> oh so you want it to be closer no i mean it's in the state it's that's in the close state. enough coloradans we we don't know the the joy of our east coast brethren of having like a a nice day trip to another state see and that's funny because i feel the opposite every time i go visit family like on the east coast mm-hmm. i'm like why why is everything like 20 minutes away like we were just in maryland now we're in virginia we're like a hop <laughs> skip and a jump away from like, i've been to six states in 20 minutes i hate this <laughs> Whereas, like, in colorado it, i guess but in colorado it's like i could drive for literally 10 hours in one direction and still not leave the state and i kind of yeah. like that it's like i'm yeah. far away from all the trash states you know stay over there kansas stay over stay there kansas there. <laughs> oh man i actually this is gonna sound really Weird. I actually really like Nebraska. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, I like it. So much fun. There's a reservoir out there that we used to go on family trips to, and I was trying to convince my parents to go on another one next or in the next couple years. But Nebraska's fun. It is fun. Which so, I, is nobody's ever said that. No. <laughs> no. No one's ever said that. I don't know. Maybe maybe train enthusiasts. Train enthusiasts. Um. Corn connoisseurs. Yes. Those are the people that find Nebraska fun. But I also just like to chill by the reservoir and have fun. Anyway. Anyway. um, Spooky Colorado. What are we talking about? Talking about the San Luis Valley. That felt right. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, And specifically what we're going to be talking about for me is... Mm -hmm. The Phantom Surgeons of the Plains is what they're known to be. That's actually really cool. So when you say that, I'll tell you what I picture in my head. It's like a, it's like an old timey cowboy <laughs> barber doctor. Yeah. And he's got like a razor blade, but you don't know if he's going to shave your, be- your beard or cut your ear off or like cut you. Like and Sweeney then he's Todd. Like, Sweeney Todd. But then he's like, he's all disheveled. He's covered in dust. He's got like beans and a satchel because I all eat a lot of beans. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like, walking through the plains of Colorado, just being like, oh, it's hot. Surgically removing (laughs) your tongues and your eyes and your colon. I guess. It sounds creepy. It does. It does sound creepy. So, interestingly enough, I did not know this. The San Luis Valley has been known as the Bermuda Triangle of the West. Um, it's It's been a hot spot for mysterious sightings of, like, the third kind. Uh, dating all the way back to the Spanish conquistadors in the 1500s. Fancy. Yeah. It's um. It's it's not it's not that it's like the oldest part of the state, but they have like there's a town down there, and it's listed as one of the oldest towns in Colorado. Mm. Um, and it dates back to 1540. So oh, wow. I'm assuming it's the same conquistadors and uh, Native American tribes that were all down there at the same time. Probably. But all dealing with the same uh. Nonsense. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna call it nonsense. Yeah, 
nonsense. Yeah, I don't know how else to word it. There's just a lot of nonsense that pops off in the San Luis Valley. There is so much nonsense. <laughs> um, so I want to start with this. So okay. what does a typical animal mutilation look like? <sighs> All right. So let's get into it. we're just we're diving in deep right now. You got so it. You got it. <laughs> typically lips of the animal completely gone. They're stripped away. Terrifying. The jaw muscle is completely stripped cleanly down to the bone. Yes, clean, clean bones. That's a big part of it. Mm -hmm. Everything's clean. That's why it's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> the tongues have been completely removed from the Ooh. back of the mouth. So like the full length of the tongue. Yeah. Terrifying. Um, at times, eyeballs are extracted. Um, all of the sex organs are extracted. And if it happens to be a calf, the fetus is removed from an mm. uncut fetal bag or amniotic sac or whatever they're called. I don't know what they're Which, called in animals. I imagine it. I mean, in mammals, I guess they all have the fetal same. Sac? <laughs> fetal sac? Fetal <laughs> sac. I do not like fetal sac. I will, I will stick with amniotic fluid <laughs> pouch, I think is what I'm going to stick with. Um, I imagine all, all mammals, it's the same amniotic yeah. fluid, whatever, because it's all the same thing. Yeah. But the idea of being able to extract um, the fetus from the sack without puncturing it. Yeah, I think is witchcraft, I think is the word. <laughs> it's like, yeah, definitely. It's so weird. That is so we strange. We as human beings don't have that ability. No, not at all. <laughs> so. Everything that I just described, these are actual medical observations by accredited veterinarians and the sheriffs that were called to the local ranches and the farms to observe what happened to these animals. Right. And, and like, so, yeah, it's and just to, like, explain geographically what the San Luis Valley looks like. Right. Like it's southwest Colorado. So it's seven, six, seven hours south of Denver. This is far, far remote. Yeah. Red dirt desert. It's kind of barren. Now there's farms and stuff down there. But the animal mutilations that you're talking about, this is like throughout the 1800s. This is throughout mm -hmm. this. This this isn't modern tech. Like these are veterinarians who are like, oh, yeah, they took the mm -hmm. fetus out, but they didn't puncture the fluid. Like this is they didn't have the ability to do this in the 1860s. Yeah. Um, so it's very, very remote and it's very, very creepy. Yes. <laughs> and I don't like this at all. It's making so, my skin crawl. <laughs> we're going to dive further into like the strange for a second here. So. Strangeness. Further with these animals, they found that every single drop of blood was drained mm. completely from the body. Yet the entire vascular system is intact. Now, typically, if you're if the blood is gone, your veins and everything are going to collapse because there's nothing in there to like hold, to them, hold up them up anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's <laughs> like they were frozen, essentially, and then the blood was drained and then they just held their shape. That's crazy. That's, I, that's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know it's we know that these things mm -hmm. have happened, but also with my limited medical knowledge, I'll say it's not possible. It's not possible. <laughs> um, so furthermore, so as I mentioned earlier, that their tongues were completely removed, mm -hmm. but this, so they were removed from the back, but it was like a clean cut from the back of the tongue. There was no tearing whatsoever, which that's also weird. Because like, if you think like having to get to the back of like a, a horse's mouth, 
And then all of a sudden you have like a clean incision in the back of the tongue. You would think typically if a human would do this, you would have to pull the tongue back and there would be tearing because you'd have to like hold it down or out or whatever. Like, how is that even possible? So, so when you say that it's not torn at all, cause tongues are really long. Like people mm -hmm. don't realize like it actually goes really far back into the throat. Mm -hmm. So even if you did try to get it out of a human body, you would have to have a surgeon cleanly do it. Like you'd have to use a scalpel. So like for the animals, it's, you're saying it's like a clean. It's a single that. clean incision with no tearing of the muscle whatsoever. And that's what, that's, what's really confusing. So are we saying like, oh no, what is, what is the dish that everybody puts cow tongue in? Ooh, I don't know. I forget. There's a cow tongue dish. I was going to make a joke about it, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even eat meat, so I shouldn't know these things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so these mutilations have happened several times in one night. But in every single instance, there's no evidence whatsoever of human tracks to be found. Human or other animal tracks. And, and that's that's the messed up part. Yeah. That's what that's where the mystery comes into play, because the federal government comes in and they try to explain it as coyotes are the ones that are murdering these animals. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I've never seen. I've never seen like an episode or a cartoon where Wild E. Coyote is out here, like surgically removing the tongues of Roadrunner Truly. and friends. Like, <laughs> I don't know coyotes that can like make clean incisions. Truly. Um, that's bananas to me like Ugh. i i don't even know so <laughs> yeah the federal no it's just the federal government lies to us um <laughs> i was thinking the same thing i was like if that doesn't describe the federal government oh that cow's been completely drained of blood but its veins are still intact and it doesn't have a tongue coyotes in the in the words of um senator harris i believe in science and hey. what you're what you're telling me right now doesn't align with science. <laughs> That's not science. I don't know coyotes that use scalpels. So no. <laughs> so absolutely Even not. Do better. Do better. <laughs> make it make sense. So when these animals are found, there's always um, two holes in the body. And they, they hypothesize that that is where the blood is being drained from. But right. then furthermore, the weird thing is there's no blood in any of the wounds. So, so uh, like there's no blood coming out of them, no blood coming out of them. There's no evidence of dried blood around like the incision. There's no evidence of dried blood like in the hole. There's no like no and blood. We're, and we're saying we're saying this is like like your neighborhood coyote. Mm hmm. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. This is this is America, you know? Absolutely. That's wild. That is so upsetting. And it's so common. Yep. And then the thing that the thing with this as well is that the animals are um presumed to be dropped from the sky. Um and the way the reason I say that is because there have been several instances where the um the mutilation of the animal has occurred on um, days where there's snow on the ground and oh. there is no tracks whatsoever anywhere around the animal. It's completely clean. And so the only answer for that is that the animal was dropped from the sky and placed right. in the field. 
And I was just, so that was what I was going to ask. Cause you said that like, whenever they would find the bodies and they wouldn't find any blood or anything around them. And then mm-hmm. you said that there was never any other tracks. And I was wondering, oh, well maybe they only found the tracks of the animal, but now you're saying they don't even have those. It's yeah. just like no. flopped. Yeah. It's like, they literally just fell from the sky. And I mean, they dropped. probably did. Cause I we're mean, talking aliens, right? We're talking aliens, bro. <laughs> like, so what we're saying is that there are just like UFOs mm-hmm. running all over San Luis Valley, picking up cattle and shit. Yeah. Doing whatever they got to do. And they're not, the blood. they're not light. No, they're tons. <laughs> tons, tons of fun. <laughs> tons like, of beefy goodness. I wouldn't be able to just go pick up a cow and like drain its blood. As somebody who was pretty much the size of a small cow, I can tell you that they are very large. Nobody's just picking you. us up. So <laughs> Nobody's much. just picking us up and throwing us over their shoulders. Okay, like so. unless you're the Rock, <laughs> Dwayne Johnson, nobody's getting hoisted. Is what I'm saying. Absolutely. Um, that's upsetting. I didn't realize that there. I I thought that it was like similar to. So there's another. There's a specific case that's coming up where there are tracks. Yes. I assumed all of them had tracks. No. And that's what's crazy. So this phenomenon started in the late 1960s, but there have been over 50,000 reported animal mutilations since 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 then. Huh? Um, But there have been no arrests because nobody knows who's doing it, why or any information other than here's just this mutilated to death cow or horse or whatever form of livestock it is. I think that what this what the, what we're saying here is that like if and when the aliens make contact with the with the world and then like I think I think Colorado has a case. I think we could take them to court. We've got some we've got some circumstantial True. evidence. <laughs> I think I think we've got 50, 60 years of evidence where we could be like we could lock them up. Absolutely. Call Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. Spates, get them on Air Force One out here to Absolutely. Colorado. We need we need them. Um, we need good legal representation for these animal mutilations because as soon as the aliens make contact, I want one of the spades to be like, so we have so, a case. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So I have a kind of like, I saved a moment. I didn't go over it in our briefing. Uh-huh. I have a little bit of a tea gagging moment for you. Oh, okay, cool. So I don't know if you knew this, but cows and humans are actually genetically very similar. We're um, very similar to a lot of things. <laughs> In the event of a national disaster, humans could use a cow's blood. Oh, fun. Incidentally, Mm. there have also been human mutilations in the San Luis Valley. One of the first was Sergeant Jonathan P. Lowett at the New Mexico White Sands Missile Test Range, who went missing in 1956. He was found three days later after an Air Force major had witnessed his abduction by a disc-shaped object at three in the morning while on search for missile debris downrange. His genitals had been completely removed and his rectum cored out in a surgically precise manner with a plug up to the colon. His eyes were removed and all the blood in the body was removed, again with no vascular collapse. No, no, that that's not true. Yeah, it is. <laughs> You're telling me, first of all, first of all, you lost me at cord. You said cord and plugged and I couldn't. That's right. <laughs> cord and plugged. He was cord. cord and plugged. I don't like that. It makes me very sad. But also that's that's wild. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Also, that the cow blood is very similar to human blood is also very upsetting because then that means that they're like taking it for something. 
Yeah, and then bro. they also keep taking the sex organs. Yep. So they're like gestating some half aliens. I Is that what so. we're talking about? Is that what I, we're talking about? So, <laughs> I mean, I'm not an expert on aliens. We should call the guy from Ancient Aliens, you know? Can you be an expert on something we have not proven? Yeah, I think so. Okay, that's cool. Um, I guess. Obviously. <laughs> that's wild. That's really upsetting, and it scares me, because I, yeah. was, I was already unhappy with the animal mutilations. But when you said cord and plugged on a human body, I really tuned out. Yeah. I couldn't. So that was another common thing with the animal mutilations, is that they would take out the um, colon, essentially. And it would be surgically cored out, like, perfectly. Into, like, yeah. Hmm. Weird, right? So, aliens and butt stuff are a real problem that I want to get into. <laughs> Let's do a whole alien butt stuff video. Alien or... prostate massage is uh, upsetting. Because it leaves you without a colon. <laughs> you're doing it wrong. If the colon is not intact, you're not doing it right. Let me tell you, aliens. What? Nobody's getting pleasure today. <laughs> so That's upsetting. The phenomenon of mangled animals began with a horse named Snippy in 1967. Snip, snip. So that that's 11 years after um, the sergeant from New Mexico was taken and cored out. So is he? Don't, don't, don't say, don't say taken and cored out. <laughs> that is so upsetting. Um, wait, so with Snippy, yeah. was that, so Homeboy was the only human mutilation uh but yeah you have some more information on snippy for us if you want to if you want to deep diver into that snip snip so her real name was lady um which is kind of sad and she was a three-year-old young mare and so she like you said she was discovered um you know like 150 yards from the house there as far as some tracks found around snippy so there were Two specific things that were found around Snippy that were really, really weird. Yeah. Firstly, they found um, a circle where it showed that Snippy was running in a circle. And what it kind of showed them at the time was that she was being rounded up. She was being circled by something else, which caused her to run in a tight circle before she was slaughtered. I like a, a coyote. Word. Like a coyote. But also there's a part of me that's like, if it was like a like a coyote, I don't think a full grown horse is going to be like, oh, not like... That's true. I feel well, and I feel like a horse would be able to outrun a coyote at that's full the, speed. That's the thing. In a full speed gallop, like we measure stuff in horsepower. So I don't know a lot about a cars, but horsepower <laughs> seems pretty we fast. Measure it. It's pretty fast, right? Like <laughs> Mustangs, one of our favorite American cars, is named after fast fucking horses. So the the idea that like you're running at a full speed, they just come to a dead stop mm -hmm. and then the tracks just stop, that's terrifying. Well, I think Appaloosas are really fast too, but I don't know a lot about equine, so don't kind of. <laughs> he said equine. I think Appaloosas are like the closest to wild, aren't they? Look, let's not have a horse conversation. We don't know anything we about horses. We don't know shit about horses. <laughs> I don't know why we're trying to have this conversation. Sure don't. About equestrian um, nonsense. It's not for me. I like dogs. Sure, <laughs> I'm allergic to horses. Um, Stay away. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Death. Really? I had no idea. Like, <laughs> sometimes when we go to the dog park and it's right next to the stables, if the horses are out, oh, it yeah. feels like my entire face is just puffed up like a marshmallow. It's bad. Oh, my God. I'm really allergic to horses. That's wild. So if somebody, like, came into, like, stuffed it, like, 
walked around you and they had like a nice horsehair weave? Probably. And they're like throwing I'd their weave around. I'd probably be allergic to them. Ah, you would like get a, you would, like, they walk past you and you just like swell up like homeboy from Hitch. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. Um, so anyway, they showed that she was running in a circle. Something was circling her and that made me really sad. And then there were also um, four burned areas that were shaped like upside down question marks. Weird. And those four areas were progressively, it was almost like, I don't know how to describe it, but there was a burned area like three feet, five feet, you know, 13 feet, and then like 20, 21 they feet like away from- They were like perfectly spaced out. Yeah, but they're like these, and they're burned into the ground. So it's like a scorched upside down question mark shape. Now, I don't know a lot about coyotes either, but do you think that they have the capability of burning upside down question marks into the ground? Oh, you mean like they're just taking their like torches and heating up some kind of like thing to scald the No, with their opposable thumbs? No, I don't think it is Wiley E. Coyote. I don't think it is. But then, the, so the one that really got me though. <laughs> yes. There was another set of, they called them giant horse tracks. Um, and there oh. were five of these that were 18 inches wide. So a foot and a half wide mm -hmm. horse hoof, essentially. Yeah. There were five of them and they were all found near the carcass as well. Weird. So I'm like really sad because what happened to Lady? You know, like what happened to old Snippers? And also, can we talk about the fact that the horse's name was Lady, but then the media called Changed her Snippy? Changed it to Snippy and <laughs> that is so fucking disturbing. I literally, so I thought, okay, when I first saw her name, because... I first read about her and they called her Snippy. And I was like, that's a weird right. name for a horse, but I'll go with it. Same. So then... 60s. <laughs> as I was reading, I was like, oh, the horse's name was Lady. And then after she got mutilated and cut up, people started calling her Snippy. That's fucked up and disrespectful, and I will not stand yeah. for it. Above the shoulders to the tip of the nose, she's skinned. Her meat, muscle, and tendons have all been removed down to bleached white bones like they had been sitting in the desert for 30 years and this is when you call her snippy we are we are haunted species we are not well yeah no <laughs> not at all that's what yeah that that poor horse like her bless her heart her brain was missing i still can't get past the fact that like so based on the fact that like all three horses started running towards the house and then when she was automatic, like she was, she veered off because she was cut off from the, the pack mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, I don't, I don't like the idea that like her bones were so bleached white as if they had been sitting in the sun for so mm -hmm. long, but this had literally happened. I mean, realistically, by the time they discovered her carcass, realistically it happened within like 12 to 16 hours. Yeah. So yeah, these aren't coyotes, man. No. <laughs> absolutely not it's poor, really upsetting poor little snipper there's a lot of animals like a lot like you said a lot of animal mutilation that happens in the san luis mm. valley area though and it's really um it's really upsetting but there's actually a lot of high strangeness that happens in the san luis yeah valley area. there's it's such a like mecca of like fun like unexplained phenomenon right um yeah there's a lot that happens down there I don't like it. So just like some little stuff. So the town of San Luis, the yeah. oldest town in Colorado, about 1540. The coolest thing that they have there is their uh, in-town church has the stations of the cross. Yeah. So basically the stations of the of, of Jesus's crucifixion in bronze statues. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that I've noticed a lot about the San Luis Valley is there is a lot of religious uh, iconography in yes. the area. Definitely. So 
it, do you think that might be related to the alien? It might. Like do aliens love Jesus. Well, <laughs> I mean, think about it. Like, or is Jesus an alien? And I'm gonna sound so much like ancient aliens right now, but if you look at history, the aliens always seem to pop up where there is strong faith-based beliefs. Yes. Um, whether that's in Egypt or if it's right. down in Mexico or Brazil or <laughs> yeah. San Luis Valley and fucking Colorado. So weird to right. say, but yeah. they usually the pop <laughs> up in prolific places where there is strong faith base. Yeah. But then also there's the theory that Jesus was an alien. I've heard this. came yeah. down to Earth and then he got his following or whatever and is like, because they have the technology and the information in the future, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So there's the idea that Jesus is an alien. There's also an idea that the religious figures that all of these like ancient tribes were actually worshiping, all of the religious texts and everything mm -hmm. we see, that they're actually talking about the aliens that existed on the planet at the time. Yeah. So when you look at like the ancient Egyptians and all of these ancient tribes and like the Mayans and stuff, and then you look at the way that everything's laid out and how it points mm -hmm. to Venus and this one points to Mars and this one lines up perfectly with the alignment of Pluto and Neptune, but only every hundred and something years. I mean, there's like, yeah, there's Mayan again, ancient aliens, but there's like Mayan pyramids yeah. that the front entry door only aligns up between like two planetary alignments with the mm -hmm. sun. And it only happens like so many, every so many hundreds of years. Yeah. But the entryway to the front of this like Mayan pyramid in the middle of the fucking rainforest yeah. like lines up with Venus. And I'm like, okay, so aliens. <laughs> Absolutely. So this is the second time that I think we've brought up aliens on our podcast. Um, the first was Chernobyl because yeah. Aliens. Um, we shouldn't have that tech. We shouldn't have had that. No, tech. but, um, no. Yeah, and it's so funny to see, like, to hear you say that, because I think definitely with an unscrutinized eye, mm -hmm. like, we just don't know what's going on. So it's like, you kind of want to just, like, you want that explanation, right? And so, like, right. the easiest explanation for something that's unknown is just like, oh, it's aliens, and aliens are these things that we know nothing about. So it's right. like, let's just chalk it up to that, because we don't know. <laughs> And I don't know if we ever will. I mean, there's just truly. And then when it talk, like I kind of hope we stuff, don't ever know. I don't want that. I'm the same. I'm the same. I'm one of those people where it's like, in some cases, ignorance is really, really blissful. <laughs> yeah. And this is just one of those moments where it's like, I need not know all of this, all of this extra space math. I don't need this. I'm just trying to figure no. out two plus two. I'm keeping it real cute. <laughs> I'm keeping it real cute. I don't need to know quantum physics. I don't need to know. I'm trying to know, uh, fucking. I don't even need to know algebra. Theory. I'm good. Y equals MX plus B. That's all I got. What's that slope? You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Got that in my brain. Can't do my taxes, but I'll tell you what slope is. Like, I don't need to know about string theory and, and shit. That's Surely. too much. Truly. I just want to like, you know, sit on the couch and watch Netflix. I'm, I'm really trying to keep it. <laughs> So then because, so because the San Luis Valley has so much high strangeness, there's obviously there's touristy stuff down there. There's a UFO watchtower where you can go out and because it's such high elevation, clear skies, da -da -da -da, you can see there's no light pollution out there. It's completely yeah. remote. So people go out there to go camping and hope that they see uh, UFOs or unknown. Well, yeah, UFOs. That's what they are. Yeah, right. Me too. I feel like a once of, you see them, they know you saw them and then they come yeah. for you. <laughs> That's my theory. I think, yeah, that makes sense. I you see them, they see you, then it pops off. You're right. I've told you about like the couple times that I've seen UFOs, I think, and it's startling. 
I don't think I've ever seen one. And if I did, I didn't. My my brain is so logical. I was just like, plain. Like, I just can't. So that's how I was. I wanted to be really logical with it. But it's like there was no logical explanation for what I saw. Right. Because right. it was very much like a single white light in the sky, zip zapping, zigzagging, like doing stuff. Moving. And then all of a sudden it just was gone. That is upsetting. Like, and it, it happens so fast to where, like, you see it, and then it happens, and you get kind of freaked out, but then, like, it's right. gone, and then you kind of second-guess yourself, and you're like, but did I just see that? Did I see it? Was my eyes playing tricks? Yeah. Was my brain? <laughs> so like, weird. Yeah. It's so, so weird. weird. I don't, I don't like that. I, I'm, I, yeah, I think I have the, in this case, almost curse of being too hyperlogical. <laughs> Because it's like, even if some high strangeness did pop off in front of me, I, my brain would just be like, nope, drag queen. That's not an alien. That's just somebody doing cosplay. Calm down. And I'm just like, no brain. Like, we got to we no gotta brain. accept that shit is weird. <laughs> Boulay brothers are not in Denver, Colorado. So no. So whatever this is, this entity that's standing right here, you got to rebuke it. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. <laughs> you got to get out. <laughs> I'm speaking to you. So, Fly on Mike Pence's head. Get out of here. Would you... During the during the debate, when I pointed it out via text, the first thing you said was like, y'all know Beelzebub. And I was like, there's the Catholic. <laughs> Truly. He's letting you know he's the Lord of the Flies. He's the se- I think he's one of the seven princes of hell. Not yeah. for me. Catholics kicked in real quick with that fly business. That was funny. Yeah, sure did. Um, Clocked it. Then just a last quick minute little overview of some of the weird stuff that does happen in the San Luis Valley yeah. outside of animal mutilations because there are a lot of animal mutilations there's a lot of un, uh, a lot of ufo activity yeah um a lot of it is deeply rooted in the idea or a lot of the the folklore and stuff that comes out of it is because it is native american land obviously mm-hmm. there's primarily three tribes that i know that are that are kind of local to that area it's the ute navajo and i'm gonna say this hikarila 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 hikaria hikaria I don't, I don't know why you said it with that accent. I don't know. Hickory. 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 There you go. Know. I'll say it. I'll say it real. Hickory. Hickory. Hickory tribes. Um, and so because of that, you have like the idea of the skinwalkers, the mm-hmm. ancient protectors of the land, the shapeshifters. If you've never gotten into Native American folklore, definitely check it out. Fascinating. fascinating Skinwalker story. Ranch is terrifying. Terrifying. It's not enough. It has nothing to do with me and I won't be a part of it. Thank you so yeah, much. No. <laughs> I think I I think I read a paragraph about what it's about and I said, mm, no, not my good Christian <laughs> home. So another thing that's really interesting about the San Luis Valley, uh, and another thing that ties into alien activity, alien activity is really prominent around um either nuclear waste facilities. Yeah. So that's one reason they power. say we have a lot of power. Um, and then you also have military testing sites, which are usually nuclear or just a lot of high energy as well, which we also have a lot of military stuff. In Colorado. Now, I don't want to beat a mutilated horse, but also Chernobyl. Oh, no. That's a nuclear, that's a nuclear True. plant. True. Alien. Again, we, sh- we shouldn't have had that technology. Not in no. 1986. No. Too soon. Too Absolutely soon. Absolutely not. Um, but another thing that's really interesting about the San Luis Valley area is there are active volcanoes, small ones. But there are active small volcanoes in the region. Which is wild. Wild. I right? did not know that. Until you, you said it earlier. And I was like, Mm-mm. So that tells us that there's a lot of geothermal action that happens in the area, True. obviously. Um, and then also kind of creepy, but kind of beautiful. A lot of the small old ghost towns uh, around the San Luis Valley area, because they're so close to these 
uh, active vol volcanoes in the region, a lot of the towns make their buildings out of the black lava rock, which gives it an eerie vibe because they're ghost towns now and everything's made from shiny black rocks. That's But then fun. also incredibly strong. So it kind of makes sense, like use mm -hmm. your resources. But I also, so I also think that the geothermal stuff has to do with the aliens as well. They have to be attracted to something, right? Something. Right? So you have Fort Garland, which is a military fort that was built in 1858. And it was used during the Civil War uh, to hold back Confederate Texans. The Confederate Army specifically were using the Confederate Texan like militias to try to take the West as a whole. Uh, at the time of the Civil War, the West hadn't been settled. So Utah, Nevada, California, all of that stuff hadn't been settled yet. Mm -hmm. So Fort Garland down in the San Luis Valley area was a military stronghold, obviously. Um, and there are st there are stories that Fort Garland is haunted and there's spiritual activity and all kinds of fun stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And the last one that I really like is Silver Cliff Cemetery. Okay. Um, so Silver Cliff Cemetery in the San Luis Valley uh, was built or established, I guess, in the 1880s. And again, tying into all the religious stuff, half of the cemetery is Catholic, half of it is Protestant, and that still exists to this day. In 2020, this is still an active cemetery. Um, but the reason Silvercliff is so well-known is because it has the quote-unquote dancing light phenomenon. And there's hundreds of stories of people who have gone down to the San Luis Valley. They've seen the Silvercliff Cemetery. And at night, there's dancing lights that appear to be bouncing off of the headstones um, mm. and kind of moving around the cemetery. So everybody associates it with spirits and ghosts and hauntings and stuff. But... Uh, the old folkloric tradition is that it's called wildfire or in European folklore, it's known as Will-O-The-Wisp or Will-Of-The-Wisp. Nope. And that, nope. <laughs> That's all I have to say about Will-O-The-Wisp. <laughs> Just nope, none for me. Well, and it's weird because the, the drawings of Will of the Wisp, it is like a, it's like a forest fairy. It's like a, it's like Pan. It's like a creepy little fairy. Yeah, and then they and murder he, you. Yeah. You know, I don't trust fairies. So, <laughs> so that's what they're saying that this is hopping around the cemetery. It's a wildfire. But then the scientists had to come in and try to like harsh everybody's buzz. Um, and the scientists say that it's actually a natural phenomenon uh, related to either bioluminescence or chemiluminescence, which is essentially because there's a multitude of gases coming up from organic decay from obviously the corpses in the ground, but also just decay of the land over the past hundred plus years they're saying that the gases are coming together and creating like bioluminescence um but a lot of people say that that might not be true because bioluminescence that the modern scientists are talking about are typically related to swamp swamp lands exactly. and swamps have a lot of moisture and steam and there's a lot of energy because there's a lot of life yeah the silvercliff cemetery is in the desert so, so... where's this swampy gaslight coming from truly <laughs> Once again, in the words of Senator Harris, I believe in science, and your science doesn't science. add up. Doesn't scientists, add up. so <laughs> they're out here. They're out here trying to trying to keep us from being creeped out in the San Luis Valley, but they're not doing a very good job. They aren't. Ugh, you, David. <laughs> so much fun okay everybody so that was our first episode of spooky season um <laughs> the next episode we are going to be also remaining in the san luis valley uh more details to come but yeah. 
Make sure to subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure to follow us on social media on Facebook or Instagram at Sip and Tea 303. There you will be kept updated and in the loop on all the latest happenings here at the podcast. And you can follow me personally at MVP Andy. And you can follow me at Myco Plants. Yeah, buddy. All right, everybody. <laughs> have a good rest of your day and we'll talk at you later. Ooh. <laughs> is that spooky sounds? That is. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> okay, bye everybody. Bye.